Oh, hi, everybody. My name is Matt Stores, and welcome to Matt's Planning. On today's episode, I have somebody that I'm very excited to have on who I think is going to provide some really interesting insight into something that I think a lot of us overlook. Expert, please introduce yourself and tell us what you're an expert in. Hi, I'm Danny Vaughn, and I am an expert at call center customer service. Fantastic. My understanding of call center customer service is that it's very important to develop a voice that is integral to who you are as a customer service representative. And I think that that's something that a lot of people don't necessarily immediately recognize, because if you can have an authoritative voice and just kind of say anything, then people will be more likely to believe you. For instance, this is a tactic that can actually be used if you leave a call center uh, to then talk to people that are in a call center. So basically, like once you have the superpower, you take it with you anywhere you go. For instance, if you were to use this customer service voice, if there was like an emergency situation, it can actually get you in a little bit of a trouble because you're so calm and collected talking to the police um, or fire department or whatever emergency responders that they don't actually believe that there's an emergency going on because you're just being so precise and pronouncing every word and making sure that they understand step by step what's going on. And in terms of getting into interactions with customers, I think that the more anger somebody has, the more likely they are to be right, or at least to make them feel like they're right. I think that one of the primary methods to facilitate correct customer service, call center camaraderie is to refer to everybody as rock stars. Some deviation of that is fine. You want to have something where people can say like, oh yeah, I am a rock star. I am this future CEO, something that is the tip top. When you do have rock stars, there's the concept of it being a band. So for instance, if you have a standard four person or three person band, somebody's going to be the drummer and you can't all be the top performer every single month. And then you get in a situation where you have like an arcade fire sort of band where there's just a bunch of people coming and going. Some people are going to be at the forefront of one song and then not at the other. And I think that that's really important to recognize that like some days you're going to have songs where you have the oboe and other days you're going to have songs where there's just a woman screaming at you for 15 minutes. I think some of the best methods to use as an approach to people in a customer service situation would be to educate people as much as possible and to get into as much fine and minute detail the second you recognize the person doesn't know what they're talking about. Like they're just angry and they're frustrated. You just want to get into the nitty gritty. Also, one of the things that I've gotten in some, not necessarily call center jobs, but in other customer service people facing jobs is the idea of never saying that you don't know something, just saying, oh, I'll find out. And, you know, basically keeping people on the hook like that and saying like, oh, I'm going to do this and I'm going to be proactive for you, but never saying I don't know, because that kind of defeats the idea of 
maintaining that kind of customer service voice and customer service service kind of hierarchy that you develop with your customer service voice and this idea that you are going to be the person that knows and can help them. Now, based on what you've heard so far, about how much of that would you say is accurate? I would say you are about 85% there. Oh, wow. Okay. 85%. That's a pretty, pretty high number. What is your, what is your background in customer service? Well, I have been in customer service for over 17 years in call centers specifically. Mm -hmm. I've done everything from entry-level agent through to supervisor management, leadership roles and training administration. So creating all the materials and the processes that does to make sure that everybody in the whole center is doing the same thing. And as you mentioned, the voice, making Mm -hmm. sure that everyone in the company is speaking with the same voice. I see. that's that's something that I was able to create for the for the companies that I was with when I was creating their materials. Okay, so. so is that is that in terms of like the language that you use, like the script, or is it like you're actually getting people to go with the same diction and cadence and rhythm of of how they speak to the people? Well, it's more of the words that you that how you resolve a situation. I see. So it's making sure that everyone knows the processes. What the last thing that you want to do is script someone because then it sounds like you're a robot. And who wants to speak to a robot? We would we would, you know, be very happy with all the call trees and and listening to that voice if we like speaking to robots, but we don't. Mm-hmm. So so just keep in mind that when somebody calls into a call center, they have they they ha- they don't want to call us. They do not want to speak to someone. That's the last thing they want to do with their day is take their time out and call a call center. So there's going to be a problem that needs to be resolved. Maybe that problem is something that they broke a device or they their their account is less $50 than what they were expecting or a product did not work as they were expecting. But it, it, a lot of it comes down to people do not read the the contract or terms mm-hmm. of service. So what their expectations going into into the situation it might not be what the reality actually is. Um, So it's the job of a customer service representative to, as you mentioned before, educate the customer to make sure that they do have the correct expectations. Um, I see. So, yeah, so it's understandable and it's also valid that if someone is frustrated because their customer, because their expectations are not met, I totally get that. I've been a customer that, I was expecting one thing, but I got, but I got a completely opposite experience. And so I called a call center and I might've been frustrated, but of course, being a professional in that industry, I know that I'm not going to scream at someone because the person that I'm speaking to is that first person, they're going to probably be the lowest paid person in the, in the entire company. Right. And they and so basic they do not set the policies they just regurgitate or somehow soften the blow about what they can or cannot do and and so they're not actually the ones that set the policies but they are the experts at at making sure that the customer knows what the policy or procedure is i see yeah so they actually have the hardest job in the entire company but they are 
paid less than anybody else typically. So you wanna make sure you're keeping that in mind when you call a customer, a customer service representative because they will try to find the ways to resolve your, your issue. But, and, but most of the time, they're just gonna be able to explain and educate what to do in the future, what the expectation is for future reference. Sometimes we can refund a, a fee. Sometimes we can, you know, maybe replace something for free or reduce an interest rate, whatever it is that your issue is. Sometimes there are resources that are more than just um, a little bit of knowledge, but most of the time what you're going to get is going to just be knowledge for future reference. Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, I think that's, the idea of most people not reading the terms of service and having, you know, I, I look at customer service employees as people that kind of, to your point, kind of ease you into the realities of what the terms of service actually dictate and what you've actually signed up for and what the actual situation is. It's kind of a continued contract negotiation of like, yes, these are the terms of service, but we do have some wiggle room that we can help you out if you can meet them from a point of view of kindness. And I've always kind of thought you get more out of those kind of interactions if you're kind to the person, because it's going to be distinctly different than what they've dealt with most of the day. Absolutely. Now, when somebody is really nice, they come onto your line and they have a problem and they're, they're asking you for guidance. Hey, I, I'm not sure what I was, I was expecting when I bought this product, but this is what I, what is happening right now or getting the service. It's usually more of a service oriented thing that, that they're not sure of what the expectation is or when costs are involved. That's, that's where people have some gray area. What are the different fees that are associated with this thing that they have and that they're calling you about now? So if, if you are really kind and nice to that person, first of all, it's going to be different than a majority of their calls that day. And right. so you're going to, stand out and they're going to they're going to recognize the humanity that you are that that you are treating them with and uh, and they're they're going to give you that humanity back so so it's just it's just keeping those things in mind because you, we're all humans and we all just need a little bit of guidance in different areas and a customer service representative will guide you into what you need to know about the product or service that you purchased and what to expect for future reference Absolutely. Now, you mentioned something about using an authoritative voice. Mm -hmm. Now, there are a couple of ways that you can that 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 can be heard. And authoritative can be can be heard as someone that's demanding and telling you that this is the way it is. And I don't think that that's where you were going with it, but I just want to make it very clear that someone who is authoritative or authoritarian telling you what to do and demanding it without any leniency or without getting your buy-in first, they are not going to be successful in the call center industry. Right. Okay. You need someone, so you need someone who's actually going to provide solutions and options. So it's, I acknowledge and I understand what your issue is. Let them know that. And, and that will help that customer understand, oh, this person actually cares. They listened to what I was saying. They know what my actual issue is and they're going to help me understand it better for future. 
even though I'm not going to get refunded something, or it might not be exactly what I was thinking it was going to be from, from the beginning, but it's better that since this person has actually taken the time to listen to me and mm -hmm. explain it to me and make sure that I understand moving forward, what to expect. This popped into my mind, but it sounds to some degree like the idea of being the Mr. Rogers of call center would be effective in a lot of ways. But if you, if you are the Mr. Rogers, you want to think, do I sound fake? Because right. I have done so many quality assurance, listening to calls and making sure that, you know, the agents that are under me are, are doing the job that they're supposed to be doing. And those overly nice sounding people always have a harder time because sometimes they just sound really fake. And I see. And and so it's it it is finding the voice that you mentioned earlier. It but it's that balance of of knowing what being confident and knowing what you're talking about while also listening and having a conversation with somebody. Somebody who's just there to just bark orders at the person on what they need to do. That that's not customer service. It's it's having a conversation with someone, and and really drilling down to what what does this person need from me that is different than just you need to do X Y Z. Well, hey, what did you what do you know already? What have you learned from having the product already or or using the service already? And then kind of building a very specific bespoke experience for that customer during that call so that so that they come away with a positive experience they're like okay this person actually spoke to me like they understood me and and they made sure that i know what i need to do in future absolutely that makes a lot of sense i really appreciate you joining me today if People want to learn more about you or learn more about what it's like to work in a call center or customer service in general. What would you recommend to them? What I would recommend anybody is to, when you are buying a new product or new service that has some sort of, of service agreement with it, make sure that you read the fine print. Don't just accept because we all get in the habit of pressing accept and we don't actually even know what we're, we're getting ourselves into, make sure you know what fees are associated with it. Make sure that you understand how to use it or, or make sure you understand, you know, how long is it going to take before I get this product in the mail? So just make sure that you're reading the reference materials because it's there for a reason and you're, you've got to be a savvy consumer. Absolutely. And if people wanted to learn more about you, where, where could they go? Oh, I am, I'm just a plain Jane who doesn't do much except for you can see my food on Instagram. Oh, that's still very fun. It's very good stuff. Fantastic. Danny, I really appreciate you joining me today. This is a lot of fun. All right. It's been fun too. Fantastic. My name is Matt Stores, and this has been Matt's Planning.